Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Oh, that's the first cup of at-home coffee for me in um, a while. I don't even know. Um, almost two weeks. It would have been two weeks ago tomorrow. But I'm home. How funny to be back here podcasting. Uh, I had a um, I had a great break, uh, and I clearly don't remember anything that I'm doing. Uh, today is Monday, December fifth. Um, still working back into that group. I have lots of thoughts and observations on what it was like being on retreat, um, what it did and didn't do for me. But important news today is that it's release day for the republication of Five Golden Rings. I'm holding it up for you. Um, brand new cover. These are the books, one of the books that I got back from Karina Press, got the rights back. And it's, um, this is contemporary erotic romance. All right. So Five Golden Rings, it's, um, kinky Christmas Caribbean vacation in a word. In fact, I'm going to just write that down because that's a pretty good pitch. So excited to be re-releasing that today. Uh, should be out on all the retailers. I will have, I'll put links on the podcast. So just remember it's um, no fantasy at all other than sexual fantasy. It's a contemporary romance from back in the day from when I started. So, um, so yes, I did Thanksgiving with the family. Um, was gone from, I was trying to figure out, hold on. So I couldn't remember if I did a podcast last Tuesday, the 22nd, but apparently I did. Uh, and then we flew that evening to Tucson spent Thanksgiving with the family. It went well. Um, I have no idea how much I talked about uh, various things, but we're doing estate stuff, helping the parents get all the trust stuff squared away. So that was very good. Um, it feels like forever ago to me now. Um, but we had good Thanksgiving. I cooked the meal, went very smoothly. Uh, the turkey was falling off the bone, which I thought was delicious. Then, um, yeah, did our annual shopping excursion, which was delightful. Clothes in the stores are finally starting to feel closer to being back in sync uh, with post-pandemic. Um, that's been kind of an odd run. Um, and then Saturday morning, we flew back to Santa Fe. I unpacked repacked, did a little laundry, took care of some stuff, then drove down to Albuquerque that night, stayed at an airport hotel, and Sunday morning I flew to Kauai. And I know I was not specific before because um, long-time listeners know that I was being all uh, weird about should I ask about social media policy or not. So one of the other gals who was there, Marianne Maharaj, uh, said that and I'll give you links to all these folks, but 
I mentioned something about that I'd hesitated to ask. And she's like, oh, I asked Alex about social media policy. <laughs> so this is what I get for being freaky about stuff. Um, so anyway, we, um, I do have specifics on what I could and could not say. And so, uh, uh, yeah, so Maryam Maharaj was there and we were staying at the absolutely gorgeous Kauai home of, um, of Alex Huerovich and on the North shore. And it was incredible. It was, um, beautiful five bedroom home with a pool and patio and its own private beach. And this just wonderful group of people that Alex assembled. Um, Alex is a, financier. I don't know if that's exactly how he would describe himself, but uh, has done very well. He has a financial advisory advice com company. <laughs> Shows you what I know. Uh, but he is also a SFF geek and uh, regularly attends um, conventions such as FogCon. He was at Worldcon, which is where we were chatting. Um, an aspiring author of science fiction and fantasy. Um, nothing out there yet, although I understand that there will be something soon. So stay updated for that. I will announce when it's official. Um, he does have a couple of nonfiction books uh, on market trading stuff. And I think I, when his book came out last March, I mentioned it here. So, but I said his name wrong and now I know better. Uh, and then, so Marianne, uh, some of you may or may not know, I will link to her. Marianne has written quite a bit. And um, also, she's a, of Sri Lankan origin and an amazing cook. She's done a couple of cookbooks. So she cooked for us. And also there were Mary Salome and Susan Lee, who are both as yet unpublished. And... Um, both writing fantasy, really interesting premises. So be watching for them in the future. And it was, it was just really wonderful. Um, they are a friend group who has been together for a long time. So I felt a little bit like, um, I mean, they were all awesome to me, but I felt a little bit, I mean, I was the newbie to the group. Um, Alex and Marianne have known each other since grad school. So, 30 years. We're all of a pretty similar age. Mary might be a little bit younger than we are. Um, and then Alex and Susan have known each other for forever and also Mary Ann and Mary has known them all for quite a few years. She's um, Alex's writing partner. They get together and write. So not collaboration, but, uh, as a support network. So, so yes, they, um, welcomed me in, in a, a really warm and delightful way. And we had just amazing conversations and we stayed at the house. Mostly, um, Alex took us on a few really amazing excursions to, uh, various secret beaches or lesser known places on Kauai. 
uh, he was just an amazing host. He brought in a masseuse for us. And um, yeah, it was just, um, we were pampered and I was there from Sunday midday until um, Saturday morning. Flew home on Saturday, got home late Saturday night. So did I write there? I did not get 15,000 words. Um, I am about 10,000 words into the Bandits book. Um, it was um, a very easy schedule. Other than the excursions, we really mostly hung out. Uh, Alex has been on the island for a long time, so he knows these places that he took us to. But, you know, he was saying that he just really doesn't leave the house much because why would you? It's um, an amazing property. Uh, there were albatrosses nesting there. So I have pictures of the albatrosses. If you follow me on social media, you saw some of the pictures of the views and the beaches that I posted. Uh, I worked out on the patio most of the time. We would go down to the beach to swim. Uh, amazing surf, snooze on the sand. Uh, we And then we would stay up until midnight talking and about all kinds of topics. So it was very interesting for me to be, um, I think this is good for everyone, uh, to sort of take a full step away from, from your daily life and from the people who normally frame your life. And I remember thinking this when I was younger, you know, about the, when you date someone or when you've been in a long-term relationship. And of course, you know, I've been in my relationship for 32 years in January you that it's important to know what you're like when you're not part of a couple right i remember thinking that when i was much younger and i think that as you go on in life uh, a similar thing comes into play that it's um knowing who you are when you are not in your daily routine when you are not either part of the relationships that you are part of or just even things, you know, like the daily podcast or the daily writing, all of these sorts of things. It was interesting for me to be with these four people who I knew um, kind of, but who were not very close friends to begin with and to become friends with them with um, almost like a clean slate, you know, where you come in and you're really learning everything about each other from the ground up because uh, they, of course, all knew each other well, but not me and vice versa. So, and we just, we talked about lots of things, you know, about writing and sex and life. And it was, it was very well refilling and it provided a, a mental reset for me that I think I really needed without knowing that I needed it. Um, although astute listeners out there will perhaps be able to remind me that at various points I have known that I needed the reset. Um, so yeah, it was, it was good to get that um, sort of dis very different perspective on me and my life and 
my writing and what I'm trying to do to give input on what they were working on. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was great. Um, Reentry burns a little bit, um, but it's good to be back home and in a place where I feel like I can, I don't want to say mentally focus because I felt like I could mentally focus there. I just, um, maybe mentally focus in a different way. I had to pause there so I could think about it rather than hemming and hawing. It was almost like the, uh, the retreat being away blanked my mind. It like, uh, released everything. I had a massage on Monday afternoon and then on again on Friday afternoon and the masseuse said that my body was so much more relaxed at the end of the week. Uh, and she, I mean, she commented, she's like, wow, you're much more relaxed than you were on Monday. I was like, yeah, okay. Um, and I think maybe that, that purging, that, um, allowing for that total relaxation makes for a big difference, right? It, um, I'm not, I'm feeling not very articulate about this. And I thought that I had my thoughts more assembled, but some of this is having my brain a little bit blanked, right? Uh, I did slow down. I did, um, we talked about philosophy a lot too. Uh, one of the gals there is a Buddhist and we were talking about Buddhism and Taoism and yeah, sometimes I think, you know, in, with Taoism, we talk about that being one with the Tao is um, to not desire, right? Which is often confusing for the, for the Western mind. Uh, not trying, not desiring, not doing. Um, the art of not doing. And I feel like being on this writing retreat was a lot of me not doing. And... And I'm just sort of coming to that realization now, even though I was working on stuff while I was there and trying to do, um, as the week progressed, I did less and less and, and it was good. It was okay. I also got some good insights, um, from, from various people, um, and Alex in particular said something very interesting to me because I was kind of by the end of the week wrestling with bandits and what I'm trying to do with it. So those of you who listen often, listen closely, uh, know that with bandits, I have been trying to take the premise of a movie and actually taking the plot of the movie and translating that into novel form. And I was struggling a bit with it over the week. Um, because you all know me, I don't work well from an outline and normally it's because I can't pre pre plot to save my life. So I never work from an outline. And in this case, the outline is provided for me by the movie. And I thought, well, maybe that will help because so many writers say they write better if they know what they're going to write. And I clearly don't because 
when I was hitting the parts of the book where I could riff on my own imagination, I was filling in like world building or conversations, I was going much faster. And when I'm trying to adhere to the beats of the outline, not so much. And Alex was telling me, he said, <laughs> you know, because he, he said they hesitated to offer me advice. I'm like, no, I'm, well, you know, advice is good from anyone, right? It doesn't have to be from someone who's like multi-published or whatever. And he said, well, if he were giving advice to someone who was an investor with his company, that if it was someone like me who has, and, and it was an interesting analogy because he said, you know, I have so many books out there and I've done so much. He said, it's not like I am desperate to, you know, like finish this book to get published. And he said, so the analogy would be if he had an investor who is very well off and doesn't need to make money in the marketplace, but wants to, that, you know, he said to, to play with it, to, you know, that that's what he would advise is for the person to, um, you know, kind of follow their instincts and play with it and enjoy what they're doing, not to, you know, adhere to particular kinds of advice because you've got room to move. And I thought that was a fascinating analogy and it really did illuminate some things for me. Um, so I've been thinking about that a lot and I think I'm just going to keep going forward with this book and see how how it plays out but i don't know i may not i may not adhere to that movie plot after all which is the advice that jennifer eastep gave me uh, when we discussed it and she was helping me rip on it um, she said that she thought i should not follow the plot of the movie closely and i feel like some of the stuff that's coming out as i write is diverging from the movie plot and you know maybe you know, that's the premise when we say, oh, well, you know, it's um, ghost meets out of Africa, which is like one of my favorite movie comparisons. That's from an old movie. Um, what was that movie? It doesn't matter. The Player? Something like that. Um, this book, just to be completely clear with you all, is not ghost meets out of Africa. Um, <laughs> but when you do that premise, you don't expect the, or when you offer that comparison, that comp, no one expects that the story will exactly follow the plot of either of those things. And I think I need to keep that in mind that the bandits book is, that's my premise. Um, there are a lot of things about it that I am adhering to, but I am going to start riffing more and uh, and I'm a little bit behind, so I need to keep that, get that going. But I regret nothing. I regret nothing. Kauai was incredible. I feel incredibly lucky and privileged that I got to go do this thing. Uh, so many thanks to our host, Alex, um, generous and uh, wonderful host. And many thanks to Marianne and Mary and Susan for conversations far ranging and um, just delightful in every way. Uh, I came back feeling very supported and loved, and that's uh, pearls beyond price, right? So I'm back. I should be back for the duration. Hope you all are doing well.
and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.